You are tuned in to Lightworkers Lounge, tales of having a human experience in a spiritual world. Here is how I want to explain Sagittarius. You know how here in America, and hopefully for our international friends listening, you can bear with us. Here in America, up north around New York City and Boston, they are known for pizza or sandwiches or lobster rolls. Down south, like Alabama, Mississippi, Florida, Georgia, they are known for fried chicken, collard greens. Down in Louisiana, down in the bayou, they are known for Cajun food. Texas, got to give them a shout out. Texans are known for tacos, burritos, breakfast tacos are a thing that I realized once I started dating someone from Texas. (laughs) And then in California, they're known for like fish tacos and Tex-Mex. So on and so forth. So let's use the food analogy, right? Midwest, they're known for what? Corn. Mmm, corn, cattle, you name it. Now let's say there is someone born and raised in Texas. And I'm talking like West Texas, Central Texas. They're very much used to eating steak, potatoes, tacos, tequila. (laughs) Right? Hot sauce. But... Deep down, they have a vision. They have a dream. They've seen it on movies and in the TV shows of lobster rolls and pierogies and strombolis. And they're like, we we don't eat that around these parts, but I want to go see what those taste like. I want to go see how those are made. How do they catch the lobster? How do they cook a lobster? How does that creature from the sea turn into a sandwich? I want to go see this for myself and taste it fresh from the ocean. And so they go to their family in Texas, strap up their cowboy boots, put on their cowboy hat and say, hey, I'm strapping up and taking off and I'm going to New England because I am going to go figure out how you catch a lobster and turn it into a sandwich. And the family looks at him like, what? First of all, what's a lobster roll? Second of all, you're going to go all the way up there? And they say, yes, yes, ma'am, I am. And so they leave. They gallop on their horse, jump over the fence of their mind that tells them, hey, you were born and raised in Texas. This is where you stay. This is where you live. They hop over that self-imposed fence and go all the way to New England, Boston, Maine, New Hampshire. And they get there and they stay with a local family who's a shrimper and a fisher and a lobster boat. And they actually do it. You know, they're very foreign. They don't have sea legs, but they get out there and they do it. And they end up figuring out how to boil lobster. It's so sad. (laughs) But they figure out how to do this. And they eat a homemade lobster roll with a local New England family. Still with their cowboy hat on, but they do it. And then they give them a hug and a kiss goodbye and say, well, I got to go. It's too cold up here. I miss the warmth of South Texas. And so they get on their horse, strap up their boots, hop over that fence of New England, and make the long trek home to Texas. And when they get there, they say, oh my gosh, y'all. I had the most delicious sandwich. Chicken salad, move aside. I got to show you guys what a lobster roll is. And the family's like, okay, this is kind of fun and new and different. Go ahead, show us. And so this 
Texan shows them how to cook a lobster, boil it, make it into a sandwich, and they all share it. And then it becomes, they add a Texas twist to it and add like jalapenos or hot sauce to <laughs> and it becomes a Texas sandwich. This is Sagittarius, the centaur, half horse, half man, holding a bow and arrow, aiming towards the sky. Sagittarius symbol has horse legs because these people have such a thirst for adventure. You know that Texan I told you about who went up to Maine to eat lobster? Well, I didn't share this part of the story, but on the way there, he stopped in the Blue Ridge Mountains. He went to Nashville to dance to some country music. He stopped at Washington, D.C. to look at all of the World War II monuments. And then he stopped in New York City because he got to go to Times Square on his way. And he always realizes it's not the destination. It's the journey. It's the little people I meet in between, the little things that I get to see on my way to that destination. And then the big stories come, but it's all so fun. Sagittarians, half horse, half man, because they have got to leave their community. They have to. It's ingrained in them. They get their hall pass to, yes, hop on a flight without letting anyone know. You have to go do these things, Sag. That bow and arrow that the half horse, half man is holding, always pointing towards heaven, it's an arrow pointing away from earthly concerns, from the heavy, dense energy that emotions and egos here on earth can really hold you down, right? Like, Sag, the cliche, they're known to not commit. We automatically assume that's to a romantic partner, but they don't want to commit to anything. My Sagges often come to me and say, I think I have ADD. I think I have ADHD. And I'm like, you don't. You're Sagittarius. You came here to try all the things. A lot of my clients who have Sagittarius Midheaven or North Node, the two spiritual purpose and career line of your birth chart, I always tell them and grant them the whole past that they forgot about through social conditioning. Hey, you guys aren't so supposed to do one thing. If you have heavy Sag in your chart, you're not made to go to school, go to medical school after high school, get a degree in biology or nursing, go be a nurse and then retire as a nurse and then carry on. Sages came here to experience everything. They came here to be a yoga teacher one year and then maybe a nurse the next. And then after that, they want to shock the world and say, you know what? I'm done. I want to be an astrologer. That looks really cool. And that birth chart reading changed my life. Then they're an astrologer. And then when that juice runs dry, they become a chef. And it's so fun. And then they're like, well, all my adventures are getting a little expensive. I think I'm going to be a flight attendant. And then they go do that. And this is what they came here to do. And this is why Sagittarius, I polled you guys on our Cosmic Coconut Astrology Instagram, what is your favorite sign? And you guys all, by a long shot, said Sagittarians. Even if a Sagittarius has burned you, there's still a piece of them that's like, oh, I just, who doesn't love them? They're so funny. Yeah, they've ghosted me a few times, but they always come back. And then they have these larger than life stories about the people they met, the things they saw. They just, a lot of Pixar movies were written by Sagittarians. A lot of your favorite Netflix shows, Google the producers, they're Sagittarians. Remember, Colleen Hoover, for all the people who follow us on Cosmic Coconut. 
Colleen Hoover is a novelist. She's one of the most famous novelists right now. She's a Sagittarius. These people just have a larger than life mentality. They are forever young, similar to their fire sign cousin Leo. Sagittarians always have that childlike wonder. I think it's so just perfectly aligned that Christmas and the holiday season falls in Sagittarius season because what? We're all out of school. We're all out of work. It's time for partying, socializing, gift giving. Sagittarians, these are one of the most like zodiac signs because they give unconditionally. They don't expect anything back. And this this isn't from like a pure standpoint, like Virgos. This is the standpoint of, I don't want any strings attached to you. So here is this gift. Don't, I don't expect you to come back and give me something because I'm out. See you later. I'm going to the next person, to the next place. So it's funny. It's like a catch 22 with Sagittarius, but this is why we love them. They're so funny. They have the biggest sense of humor. All Sagittarians, you'll see it if a Sag is in the right alignment. They are just big kids, big kids. And Sagittarius children are so fun. Double that energy. Think of a child who still believes in Santa Claus. They run downstairs on Christmas morning and the look in their eyes when they see that the cookies have bites taken out of them, when they see that the presents under the tree tripled in size, that look is what Sagittarians are blessed to bottle up and carry around with them all of their life. Now, if you're listening to this as a Sagittarius in your sun, moon rising, or if you know Sagittarius and you're like scratching your head, like, no, Sagittarians, when they are brought up in the wrong environment, an environment that does not encourage them to go travel, that really fences them in. Keyword with a Sag is don't fence me in. But when they're in relationships or situationships where they are fenced in, believe it or not, this sign can become one of the most pessimistic of them all. Everything is bad. Instead of being the most optimistic, which they are known for, by default, they become the most pessimistic. So if you know a Sag or live with a Sag who is pessimistic, please take them on a trip please, and make it sporadic. Don't plan it. Spontaneous. Just say, hey, get in the car, pack your hiking boots and a coat. Let's go. That you'll see something unravel in their heart and their eyes and they will come home to who they are. Take them to a museum. Take them to something like Meow Wolf. We have this wild museum here in Denver that is just so Sagittarian. Just anywhere where they can tap back into that childlike wonder of the world. Right? So that's what that bow and arrow that symbol for Sagittarius means. It's aiming towards the stars. It's leaving behind the heavy, dense energies of commitment here on earth and moving towards the sky, the highest ideals. You know, Sagittarius, especially my Sagittarius risings, these people usually, once they get a little burnt out from all their travels, become professors and the most liked professor on campus because they teach from experience, not from knowledge per se. Sagittarian's sister sign, so the sign opposite of it, is Gemini. Gemini wants to teach. Sagittarius wants to know. Gemini wants to talk. Sagittarius wants to listen. 
Sages are forever students. Pick a Sag, any Sag. They either have higher education, like a college degree, or many certifications, or they love to go travel to volunteer and learn through experience. It's just such a thirst for life. These people are such a joy to be around. They have a no-strings-attached guiding motto. This is that Sag part where people are like, oh, don't date a Sag because they won't be committed. Well, let me tell you this. I have a beautiful group of friends, and the ones that I go to for relationship advice, which are the ones who have been married for quite a while, they're all Sagittarians. And I think, wait, you know, as a Sagittarius myself... I got married quite young, and I loved the idea of being a wife. I just felt so beautiful to me, just with the wrong person at the time. But a Sagittarius can actually be one of the most loyal signs. Bear with me, I swear, there's proof in the world. They can be one of the most loyal signs if their partner makes them feel free. If they tell their partner, hey, I'm going to go jet off for a weekend to go see the girls. And they're like, here you go. I packed you a snack. See ya. No questions asked. Sagittarius can be the most loyal if their partner is funny, right? This is a very common thing that almost all the signs would say. My partner needs to have a sense of humor. But for Sagittarius, if you take life too seriously, you are like water on their fire and they will run. They have horse legs. They'll be out of there quicker than you can call an Uber. They do not want someone who puts out their fire. Instead, fans their flame. So if you can play with a Sag, I mean literally wrestle in your living room, pull their underwear and give them a wedgie and you guys just fall out down laughing about it, they'll be yours forever. Truly. Take it. <laughs> Takes one to know one. They will be yours forever if you can make them laugh, have a continuous thirst for knowledge. You know, I'll just keep using myself as an example because spoiler alert, I'm a Sag with a Sag Mercury. But one of my favorite things about JL is his childlike wonder for the world. He is someone who's like, pull over the car. There's the most beautiful sunset I've ever seen. And he'll pull me out and say, let's run towards it. When you take JL to a museum, he is just, whoa, just fascinated and I can't get enough of it. He's in the process of getting his passport right now and I I am just going to do cartwheels to the airport the day I get to bring him to an international country so I can see him just relish in the wonder of it. It's my favorite thing and that right there I, I can't rub a crystal ball and tell you how long we'll be together but that alone him and I are like going on four years and it feels like four days. It feels so good to my Sagittarius soul. And he is the funniest, hands down. This is why you see me on Instagram say, hey, don't sleep on a Virgo. These guys can be really funny. <laughs> He's one of the funniest people I've ever met too. And it's just like, cha-ching, cha-ching. I'm so glad I never settled and I waited for a person like this. Because he makes waking up every day so exciting and cool and fun and nonstop growth and expansion. And it's so funny, at least once a day, he makes me laugh so hard I whip my neck back. Which, by the way, that's how you can point a Sagittarius out of a crowd, is how loud someone laughs. And if they throw their head back into their laugh, promise you they have Sag in the big three. 
so sad being ruled by Jupiter, planet of blessings and abundance. This tells me that the quote for Sagittarius season is, don't look at life as it is, but as you want it to be. One of the most famous Sagittarian quotes is, how beautiful it is to know the people that will love you more than some people you've ever met, you have yet to meet. Some of the people that will love you more than anyone you have yet to meet. Those are those rose-colored glasses that Sagittarians are born with on their face. <laughs> They're so lucky. You know, I wanted to talk about this maybe in a different episode, but as you see all these predictions and discussions about Sagittarius season and you think, this season is always so heavy for me. I wish I had those rose-colored glasses. I wish I had that optimism Steph's preaching about. But I don't, and I never do in this season. I get it back in January, but for December, it's not there. It's so dark and cold out here in America. This is because, and a listener pointed this out, and I was just like, yes, thank you. We've got to talk about this. Sagittarius could rule one of the water houses, which water houses are not bad. There's no such thing as a bad placement in astrology. Get that out of your head. But they're heavy. They're intense. They're emotional. So look to your birth chart and see what signs rule the fourth, the eighth, and the twelfth house. These are usually seasons that you feel a little melancholy around, or you just feel more introverted. And so when you hear people say Sagittarius season rules parties, go out and be an extrovert. And you're like, this is like so wrong. I am one of those people, you guys. <laughs> uh, my birthday is December 6th. And every year on my birthday, I have fun. I'm a Sagittarian. So like last year, I was at Universal Studios on a roller coaster for my, <laughs> for my birthday. But there is this somber undercurrent that I don't know how else to describe it except for it's heavy. It's really heavy. Guess which house Sagittarius season rules? My eighth house of Scorpio, death and rebirth, right? That's a really difficult house to have Sagittarius in. And then the 12th house is ruled by Aries for me. And so whenever it's Aries season and you start hearing astrologers say, get out there and go, go to the gym, take leadership of your life. I ignore those because I'm like, no, this is my 12th house is ruled by Aries. I'll take leadership of my life at therapy, but I'm not going to the gym and lifting weights. <laughs> no. So pay really close attention to what signs rule which house and your birth chart and tailor the information that you take from people to that. So take the pieces that I'm saying of Sagittarius season that resonate with you, leave the rest. This is very important. If you don't know the answer to this in your chart, because I know it's difficult to read sometimes, you can book a basic birth chart reading with me and use the podcast discount code GRATITUDE. That's gratitude. And I can explain this to you. And in the form you'll fill out to have a birth chart reading with me, there's a section that says, is there anything you'd like me to know? Add in there, I want to know what my signs rule which houses on my chart. Podcast. So... Little PSA there. Sagittarius season, unpredictable, free spirit, most of all, fun. Now I know. Again, let's let's be pessimistic here because I got a Scorpio moon. We can do this. Let's well, not 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 pessimistic. Just real. Just heavy. 
the holidays can be very, very difficult. And I am no stranger to that. I don't think I've had, gosh, this will be the first year that JL and I in four years have ever had a Christmas tree together because he's always been in Texas with his children. And so if I was able to go, I went, but most of the time I'm not from my own work schedule. And then I can't fly with my dog and I've lived in places I didn't know anyone. So I couldn't just throw my dog with a stranger for a week or two. So this is the first Christmas that him and I have really spent together and like had a Christmas tree in a place we call home. And even before that, I, I just, I don't come from a traditional family in any sense of the word. And my family has really been struggling emotionally since my brother's disability diagnosis. So holidays have not felt fun. They haven't. And it's like, ho, 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 Merry Christmas. The lights are so pretty. Uh, great. But when I go home, it's different. And so if you're listening to this and you have something similar, I get it. I got it. I, I know how it feels. And this season probably feels the happiest and the lightest of anything I've experienced in years, a really long time. And there's a piece of me that's like, okay, well, waiting for the shoe to drop. Let's see what's going to happen. But that's just a protection mechanism so my heart doesn't feel the heartbreak of what the holiday season could potentially bring. I will say, it uh, for me personally, it has been like a Rubik's Cube changing my thoughts and the lens I'm wearing, right? Our thoughts create metaphorical lenses on our eyes. And so if I'm looking at the world through a dark lens, bleak, pessimistic, negative, I tell myself, I can switch this. I can swap out this deep purple blue lens and put a rose colored or a yellow colored lens in. I, I move my body. I'll go to the gym to just so serious, get a change of scenery and move my body and sweat a little bit. And whenever my back gets sweaty and my armpits, my neck, I always think that's the negative energy leaving me. It just works for me. I love it. But it's all in how you view things. Even though I spent the last three Christmases alone, just me and my dog, I'd swapped my lens and I said, this isn't going to be the rest of my life. Of course it's not. This is just for now. And one day when the house is chaotic and loud and it's beautiful but it's overwhelming, I'm going to go sit in the restroom and pretend I'm pooping for 10 minutes but really be meditating and thinking back to the time it was just me and my pug in a treehouse in the Florida Keys. And instead of making this huge dinner, I was having a purple smoothie and I was sitting at the beach and enjoying the peacefulness of the waves. How beautiful is that? And cool. And warm. <laughs> and of course, as I, as I told myself, it's gone. It's years gone. And now holidays are switching and changing and becoming different. Favorite mantra for now. So with this Sagittarius season, how does this all apply to the next 30 days? So you know Sagittarius season happens every single year. This is a really good time to do things outside of the box. If you are sick of the old, same old holiday routine, switch it up. If you have family obligations, show up, say hello, give a hug, give a gift, take a bite of food, make your appearance known, but then excuse yourself and go to a spin cycle class at midnight or something or go for a walk in the snow. Do something different. I've heard a lot of people who are doing this this sad season. A lot of people are actually not doing a traditional a lot of people that I've spoken to anyway are not doing the traditional Thanksgiving dinner with their family. 
They're traveling. They're going to Bali. They're going to Australia. They're going to Florida. And that is what Sagittarius would want. Sagittarius says, okay, yeah, we know. Cranberry sauce, turkey stuffing, whatever. How about you go to Florida and order a pizza and get that nasty pineapple on it and just try it for fun? And then instead of going to a Black Friday deal, how about we go to the beach and collect shells and get away from stores? Let's do things different. Or let's get Chinese food for Thanksgiving. Or go, ooh, even better, go see a family who's a different religion or belief system than you and just see how they celebrate Thanksgiving. Get curious, says Sagittarius. And also during this season, we have to say it, said Sag. This is a season when a lot of people feel they can finally be blunt, right? Oh gosh, politics and family. Are you married when are you having a baby? Those cliche questions. Be blunt with people when they ask, are you getting married anytime? No, I don't believe in the construct of marriage. Thank you though. (laughs) But before you get too blunt, ask yourself, what is the point of me saying this? Ask yourself these things with what you post on social media during this season. What is the point of me posting this? What am I trying to get out of sharing this? Am I trying to help people? Am I sharing this to brighten someone's day to show them the beautiful parts of my life? Or am I posting this to get attention? Do I care about the likes count? Do I care about the real views? Get honest with yourself, most importantly. So with this Sagittarius season, I'll leave you with this. Do something you've never done before. Instead of going to Black Friday shopping, how about you go volunteer somewhere? Or how about when you shop for Black Friday, don't buy anything for yourself. Buy some Christmas gifts and donate them to the Salvation Army or wherever you can donate toys, clothes, goods for families in need. Do something wildly different. Start a brand new tradition with your family, with your friends. Step outside the box, meet new people, travel, go on a road trip to just throw a dart on a map and say, let's go to this town, even if there's nothing there. Just go and look around at the people and how they live and just open your eyes to the reality of things. Sagittarians, they are not big at all on watching the news. They know better than that. They say, I get my news from talking to my neighbor. I get my news from going to the grocery store instead of ordering them to be delivered and looking at people and analyzing their behavior and talking to them. And most importantly, laughing with them. Getting on my soapbox and preaching to them about this one time I went to, I don't know, Europe and backpacked and learned this and that. And you're just talking about how to make a homemade pizza in Italy when you're in the pasta sauce aisle in the grocery store. Do things that move your bow and arrow pointing towards higher ideals. Switch your mindset and point it towards higher ideals. This isn't telling you to make moves, make big changes. Just think, what if? Uh, What if I fail? What if it doesn't work? What if I can't find anyone? What if I can't make enough money? Ah, But what if you do? My favorite question to pull people out of a stuck mindset is, okay, what do you want right now? Think about this question. What do you want right now? If all Stephanie Powers from Lightworkers Lounge could wave a magic wand and whatever you want so badly right now in this moment would appear in front of you, what would you do? 
Look at me. I'm pulling a tarot card. Pulling it, pulling it. Oh, it says, current listener of Lightworkers Lounge right now, through their car stereo or their headphones, they are going to receive exactly what just popped in their mind through their heart. January 2nd, 2023. That's the golden day. It's happening. There's no stars involved. There's nothing involved. That's just it. I promise you. That is the day you're going to get it. So now that you know this, you just have to wait a couple more months, one more month. What are you going to do? How are you going to behave at the holiday dinner? How are you going to look at the world from now on? That is the lesson of Sagittarius. Now today, November 23rd, is the new moon in Sagittarius. So we have the sun in Sag, the moon in Sag. And this is a really powerful day for manifesting, for thinking big. Sagittarius, go big or go home. A lot of these natives sometimes struggle with overdoing it. <laughs> Sag in your chart, Jupiter in your chart can tell you, yes, where you're blessed with miracles and abundance, but where you need to practice caution with overdoing it. So with this new moon today, if you listen to this in time, because I'm posting it on the day of the new moon, think about what you want in your life. As I look at the word dream across from me in the studio, what do you dream of? No dream is too big. I'll share it personally with you. I go on Zillow and I look at oceanfront homes in the Florida Keys, duh, all the time. And I mean, these are multi-million dollar homes and deep down, maybe I'm thinking, mm, yeah, right. <laughs> no fucking way. And then when JL and I take Jeffrey on his walk in the woods and the mountains every evening, it's by our little tiny private plane airport here in Colorado. And we see private jets take off into the sunset daily. And we're like, that's going to be us. We're going to get on there one day in our jet and going back to Florida. And while well, it's fun to put my head up in those clouds. Of course, I'm a human. I'm like, yeah, right. Yeah, fucking right. But is it yeah, right? Because I'm pretty sure just five years ago, if you would have told me my life right now would be what it is, I'd go, yeah, right. <laughs> I would have. And here we are. So under this Sagittarius new moon, think about what makes you go, yeah, right. <laughs> And say, fuck that. That is my right. That is my reality. Have fun with it. Don't put pressure on yourself to write it down six times a day in some journal. Just play with it. Play make believe. Be a child again, says Sagittarius season. And go put on some music. Seriously, when I tell you guys do something different, it doesn't have to be as much as booking an Airbnb and leaving. It can be as small as in the morning instead of meditating, put on some dope like 90s hip-hop hits and dance. Change the vibe. When you're cooking dinner tonight, put on hip-hop. <laughs> put on some fun, upbeat pop music and just have at it. See how the vibe switches. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you for tuning in to this wonderful episode about Sagittarius. Happy birthday to all of my Sagittarians. I don't know if you guys will listen to this because you're too busy. Maybe you're on a flight listening to this as we speak. I don't know. But happy birthday to all of my fellow Sagittarians. Another year, another us. If you guys want your solar return reading to see what the next year has in store for you, you know you can use your discount code for the month birthday. 
day. I will see you guys again. Let's see. We'll be back for an advice column episode on Friday. But tomorrow, Thanksgiving, JL and I are unplugging to plug into each other. That was a really weird sexual pun. Okay. Love you guys. See you Friday. (laughs)